0: Log Talk Radio <laughs>
1: dirt podcast i'm not sure if artie's still coming on or not to start i know he said he had a concert tonight uh and he was going to try to call in and start the show but don't know if he's uh i don't have any called in yet so we'll see if artie comes on the show but we have a super awesome show for you i'm excited to get to host the show tonight thank you artie uh and it's going to be an awesome show. Um, producing tonight as Chris Creighton, our producer, is at the House of Hook, Why Not Motorsports Park. Uh, they have the Fall Classic this weekend. And let me make sure I got the year right. It's the Why Not Motorsports Park. And let's see, let's pull up Why Not Motorsports Park. And be there. Simple Moments Photography. Oh, yeah, they'll be there. That's cool. There it is. The 28th Annual Coors Light Fall Classic. That's awesome. So that's where Chris is at tonight. He is the announcer over at the House of Hook Why Not Motorsports Park. Rodney Wing is the owner. They're going to have a super awesome weekend. I usually go every year, and I've been going mm, five, six, seven years, however long it's been. And I am sadly going to miss the Fall Classic this year. I'm going to Gibbertown to the uh, Gibbertown Praise Fest concert, going to see the Rhett Walker Band and New Song and One Step Closer. I'm friends with my buddy Tyler that is the drummer of One Step Closer, so they're awesome. Check them out on Facebook. Check out New Song Online on Facebook and Rat Walker. If you like Southern rock, you'll love Rat Walker. He's a a redneck, but he does Christian music, which is cool, and it's Southern rock style, so check them out. And New Song is awesome. They've sold out arenas worldwide, and they... uh, they put on the Winter Jam Christian Music Tour every year. The tour is across the USA, so check them out, too. And so let's run over the events at the House of Hook, why not Motorsports Park, in Meridian, or why not Mississippi, right before you get to Meridian. So let's see here. Why not Motorsports Park, 28th Annual Coors Light Fall Classic, Order of Events, Thursday. They have practice, open practice from 7 to 10. And I called Chris earlier, and it looks like they got a pile of cars. I don't know how many cars. You'll have to look up on my race pass how many cars they got. But they should have a bunch of cars. Uh, And then Friday, 6.30 driver's meeting, hot laps, the M&D medals, 604 crate light models, Coors Light, super light models, and then qualifying hot laps, they have five laps. Um, open wheel modifieds, factory stocks, 602 light model sportsmen, and the Jackson Industries Mississippi street stocks. That's cool. Prayer, national anthem, and then they time Coors Light uh, super light models, M&D metal 604 crate models, and then the Maples One Stop Shop heat races, factory stocks. Coors Light Fall. let see, Coors Light Super Late Models heats, Open Wheel Modified, M and D Metal 604 Crate Light Models, Coors Light Super Late Models. Uh, let's see, the A feature is 20 laps, the B feature is 20 laps, and then the Jackson Industries Mississippi Street Stock Six O Street Stocks, and then the 602 Late Model Sportsman. Saturday, four o'clock drivers meeting. Uh, they have hot laps. And then the M&D Metal 604 Crate Light models, all cars. Coors Light Super Light models, all cars. Open wheel modifies, all cars. Factory stocks. 602 Light model, Sportsman, Jackson Industries, Mississippi Street stock, all cars. Prayer, National Anthem, and of course that's followed by the Coors Light Super Light model heats, B Main races as needed. And then the 604 crates, eight laps. Open wheel modifies, eight laps. Coors Light Super Light model, B Main. Factory Stocks, 8 laps. Hot Shots, Buzz, Stingers, 6 laps. 602 Late Model Sportsman, uh, Mississippi Street Stock Series, 8 laps. And then the Maples One Stock Shop Feature Races. This is awesome. Coors Light Super Late Model, 60 laps. Holy cow crap, Batman. That's a lot of laps. That's awesome. I love long races. Uh, open Wheel Modified, 25 laps. Factory stocks, twenty laps, hot shots, buzz stinger, fifteen laps, and then the Mississippi Street Stock Series, twenty five laps, six oh two late model sportsman, twenty laps, and the six oh four Crate Late Models thirty laps. And that is at the House of Hook, Why Not More Sports Park. And I am super, super excited, uh about the upcoming races this season. And let's see. Six, seven, eight. All right. And it looks like we have somebody. All right. Let me make sure I get this. let see. Da, da, da. We got somebody. We got a caller called in to the show. I'm super excited about tonight's show. Let's see, let me look. Okay, let's see. And Why Not Motorsports Park is the place to be this weekend. And the Coors Light Fall Classic is going to be super awesome. And then, of course, you have uh, Tri-County Speedway. Uh, racing this weekend you have they're going to be oh we got isaiah day coming on the show to talk about the racing his dad and mom on the speedway and so isaiah races which is super cool and then we also have shannon martin uh coming on the show shannon martin drives in the iron horse light model class which is a class my buddy jamie Mazinga races in so Iron Horse Light Model class is super awesome. I love the Iron Horse Light models. I love watching a race. It's the cheapest late model you can get into. Uh, you know, six or two late models are just getting out of hand as far as how expensive they are to drive and you know, everything and and you know, six or two late models, in my opinion, it started out as a cheap, affordable class, but then it just got out of hand like the street stocks where you just Well, I want this, I want this, I want that, I want that. And then it just kept growing and growing, and now it's just as expensive, almost as expensive as a 604 crate-lay bottle. But I like all three classes, 604s, 602s, and the Iron Horse, but if I had to pick a favorite, Iron Horse, that's where it's at because Tri-County Speedway, Isaiah and them did a great thing by coming up with this class, and it's going to be awesome. And let's see. Let me see. We have Jonathan Smith, my buddy Jonathan Rome Smith. He is a modif- UMP modified driver who drives at Pike County Speedway. He will be coming on the show. And let's see. Let's see. All right. We got a, let's see. <clears throat> All right, and we got Mr. Donald Parker, owner of Hattiesburg Speedway, going uh, to come on the show. And let's see. Who else we got on the show? It's not going to be a very, very big show tonight. I didn't get a lot of people lined up. And I uh, don't know if Artie has talked with anybody about coming on. I know he mentioned about trying to get some on, so... Let me see who this guest is. We have right here. Just one second. All right, we're back with you. So I actually got a friend listening. Thank you for listening, Tony. That's cool. So <clears throat> okay. So we need everybody to share this live. Share it, share it, share it with everybody. Share it to all your pages. Um uh, We'll get Isaiah to share it to Tri-County Speedway's Facebook page. That way their fans will know to tune in and listen. Share it to your personal pages. If you have a race team group, share it to your groups. Uh, Share it to all your dirt track groups you're in. Tell your grandma, your auntie, your uncle, text people. Let them know about this awesome show that we do every week, every Thursday. And if you're coming on the show... Share it so people will know that you're on the show so they can listen to you. Because I don't know how many people listen unless they tell me. Uh, it was pretty cool to hear. I was talking with uh, Jade Lusenberg's dad, Jamie, the other night. We was talking about the fuel arrester at Dinkside Speedway. And super, super nice guy. I like I liked Mr. Jamie. I, I'm glad I met him and got to talk with him. We talked a long time. And I love watching Jade Lusenberg race. And he mentioned that he heard me on the podcast, and I was like, "Wow, that is cool! I didn't know that so many people listen to this podcast. And I really don't know unless somebody tells me." And of course, we uh, want to thank the One Ten Nation Sports, Chris Creighton and uh, Craig Moore and uh, Lee and all and Taz Taylor and all the ones at the One Ten Nation Sports. We want to thank y'all for giving us this show and platform and. Um, I think it's Craig has all the back stats uh, of how many people listen to whatnot, so I'll have to get that later from him. But yeah, this is cool. Uh, let us know if you if you listen to this show. Let Artie know. Message the Southern Dirt Track Report, or message Artie's personal page, and let him know you're listening. And and let me know too, because I have no idea who listens to this podcast unless you tell me. And it would be super cool if one day if we had great Internet where we could do a Facebook Live and do the podcast too because I like doing videos because people can see you on the video. So, yeah, that would be cool. And so I went to – what race did I go to? Oh, yeah, I went to Dave's South Speedway last weekend. And I'm slipping. Yes, I'm slipping. I made several posts about it. I was so excited about filming the races at Deep South because these races meant a lot to me. They were the championship races at Deep South for the points. And I got my camera gear ready. I got everything ready. I washed my truck. I was so excited. I was like, man, these races mean a lot to me. I'm going to film all these races. Well, I'll be darned. I get all the way to Deep South Speedway and forget my battery to my camera, I've got a battery where I can do cordless, and in some tracks, if they have plug ins close by to where I sit, I take my extension cord and just use the extension cord to film the races until I get me another battery that will have two and so and I'll be doing i didn't I didn't have my battery. I forgot I'd plugged it up in the kitchen of the house, and then I was talking to Mr. Billy and asked him about filming up up top in the tower. And he said, oh, that's fine. So I was going to film up there. I was all excited. I was like, man, this is cool, man. Uh, I I get to film after all. Even though I ain't got my battery, I can plug inside the tower and film from the top. Well, then my dumb self forgot and left my camera at the house, too. My camera bag and everything. I was so disgusted. I was like, man, Jed, you slipping big time, boy. I was so mad because I was so excited about filming the races and that. I told Miss Billy, I said, I'm sorry. I ain't going to be able to film the races either. I ain't got my camera. Left it at the house. And I'll be there, and i washed wash my truck and set my camera out there on the porch. And it, when I got home late that night, there it was sitting on the table. I was like, man. But one thing I did get to do, though, I, I really wanted to do the Pure Stock race because it was the closest in the championship battle. And I wanted to interview Derek Long and interview um, Henry Bailey. Well, I got to interview both of them, and I had a pretty long interview with Derek. That was really cool, man. It was right after the drivers' meeting. Got to interview Derek about uh, Kane's Warrior Kids and his racing and foundation, and then about his uh, Star Wars themed race car. May the force be with you, Derek. And so that was cool. Got the Millennium Falcon car and then i had to interview henry real quick because it was right before the uh they went out for their hot laps but i but i did get to interview henry and i I put those together on a video because i'm good with editing videos with my editing video editing program on my computer and my phone and so i edited all the uh all those two videos together and then i filmed the pure stock feature from the infield and i've never done that before and of course, you don't get to see everything because the uh, Pitman Tractor Company Victory Lane, with all the sponsors and signs, are right there. So you can't see some of the races, some of the race of the pure stock. But you did get to see the mostly the whole feature, and that was really cool because it was like Henry Bailey had 186 points, and then Derek Long had uh, 100, 169 points, or 100, no 168. So it's an 18-point difference. And, and as you can see on the video, I picked I picked Derek to win the race and the championship. And, and I like him and Henry both. They're super great guys. They're great people I love talking to. And so when the race was over, uh, Henry won the race. He dominated. He kicked butt and took names. That was the best race I've seen. Henry run all year. It was awesome. He... Uh, he won in dominating fashion. I think Derek finished fifth. And this was so cool what Mr. Billy Robertson and the Deep Side Speedway did. I've never seen this done before. Hey, kitty. There's my cat. Uh, so what they did was they they took all the cars that were running for the championship and they lined them up in order of where they are in points for every class. So that was awesome. So Derek lined up second because he was second points. And, of course, Henry was on the pole. And Derek stayed behind Henry a long time. I mean, he was, like, just about touching his bumper. He was so close. And Derek was about to pass him, and then something happened, and Derek got a little swirly, and he bounced off the 57 to Austin Morris. And, And that put Derek back in fifth, and the car just didn't handle right. And he finished fifth. So that was a great race. So congratulations, Henry Bailey. And if you watch my video on our page, Southern Dirt Airport, you will see the cool thing that Derek Long did at at the end of the feature when the race was over, what he did to Henry in Victory Lane. That was a class act. Two great guys, two great Christian guys at that. So shout-out to them. Got to give a shout-out to Hunter Ward on winning the 602 race and the championship That was cool. That's the best I've ever seen, Hunter Ward Drive. He held off Osmond Jones to win the championship. How cool is that? Uh, Because Osmond Jones, you know, he's he's one of the baddest cats in the 602, so if you beat him, you're doing something. So let's go look at the bomber main event finishers. Hunter Adams uh, first, Ronnie Harris second, and Jesse White finished third and then, of course, Levi Kane, and then Lucas Roberts, top five. And let's go back to the UMP main event. There wasn't but six UMP cars. I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping there would be more for the championship. But i got to give a shout-out to Jade Lusenberg from Associated Mississippi in the 46. He kicked butt and took names. He walked the dog on them. And I was shocked that Ryan Fowler didn't show up because, you know, Ryan Fowler um, was running for points. But from my understanding that he was so far ahead in points that it wouldn't have mattered. And Jade finished second points at Deep South, that was cool. And his dad told me that they wouldn't even run it for points. They had no idea. So that's pretty cool that they finished second. And shout out to Greg Hopkins in the G seventeen from Repton, Alabama, finishing second. And of course, my buddy, Nathan, Fireball Ingersoll finished third. Man, Nathan was strolling in that thirty three car. I think he's finally getting it figured out to where he can run with these big boys, man. I want to see Nathan win a race for the years I were so bad. And, of course, my buddy William McDuffie finished fourth. Shout out, William. Randall Schwetz and, of course, Chad Robinson had car problems. He finished sixth. And let's go back to, let's see, Street Stocks, Kyle Kitzler, David Peleshek, Roger Pack, Dominic Bank and Chris Dixon. Chris Dixon had that race won. It was, what a wild race. But uh, shout-out to Kyle Kistler. It's been a while since we've seen him at victory lane, so that was cool. Stinger main event. Robert Barber, Brandon Seidner finished second. Cameron Cannell, my buddy's third. And Cameron Cannell won the championship. So shout-out to Cameron Connell winning the championship two years in a row. That's awesome, and the Stingers of course, pure stocks. You have Henry Bailey, Brandon Harris, Jay Coleman, Derek Long, and my friend Mariana Kite finished fifth. So shout out Mariana Kite, and check out Maddie Douglas finishing sixth. The two ladies finishing in the top ten. How about that? We need some more ladies out there racing. And a 602 main event. We have Hunter Ward, Osmond Jones, Jeremiah Joyner, top three. That was cool. And let's run over to the 604 real quick. Taylor Jarvis kicked butt and took names in the 604, man. That was unbelievable. Every time Taylor Jarvis shows up at D-Side Speedway, if he don't win, there's something wrong. He's just that fast. Joey Mosley. And check out Kevin Mitchell in the 99M driving for Larry Yates at Yates Racing. So that's cool to see Kevin Mitchell back in the car. And that is it for that. And let's see if we have our first guest on the line. Uh, Let's see. Let's go back. Okay, we have. I do believe we have Jonathan Smith is our first guest. Let me make sure. Do do do. go find this. I want to make sure. Wait, nope. Jonathan Smith is at seven thirty. All right. All right, we have <clears> – <throat> all right, let's see. Okay, cool. We got all right, cool, we got Mr. Donald Parker called in. Uh, let's see. I just got a call, let's see. All right, let me make sure. Isaiah Isaiah just called me but I couldn't answer because I'm I'm live on the show and it would end the uh it would end the show. Sorry about that. Alright, so <clears throat> I do believe we have. Check it out, Isaiah's is on the show. Three five nine. Okay. So. All right, here we go, and
2: I'm here. Can you hear me?
1: All right, we have we have Isaiah Day on the phone. Tri County Speedway. What's going on with you?
2: Man, not a whole lot. Just uh, enjoying this cool evening. How about y'all?
1: Oh, it feels it feels awesome, don't it? I love it. I love cold weather. Oh, I do too.
2: I do too. As a as a large American, I especially appreciate cold weather, dude. Oh, we are not made for <laughs> warm weather.
1: <laughs> Look, I, I like it. Uh, I, I like it when it's colder, uh, colder than a weather's glass at a bar in Montana. That's what I like. That's right. <laughs> So so what's going on with track County Speedway
2: weather this weekend and y'all's neck of the woods? Uh, last point tonight, uh was the uh addition of factory stock. Uh we've talked to about eight, ten drivers in the area that they've kinda of talked to us for the year about wanting to race. Uh, biggest thing was just making sure it didn't kinda of overlap with another weekly factory stock deal this weekend. Um, uh, give everybody an opportunity to get out and check it out. But uh I think we'll have a good show. Um, and it's going to give some guys some time to get some laps on the track before the legacy race for the pure stock factory stock challenge race. Um, so that, uh, this weekend we've got 602 late models, course, factory stock, pure stock, bomber, and iron force. Um, and that's, uh, that's all we're running this weekend. Uh next weekend, uh, we're going to be running, uh, pure stock, bomber, uh, I think they've got a, uh. Uh, of course, swap for the Iron Horse, and then we've got Modified Mania in Transylvania. They're going to throw a little hayride in on that deal at intermission, too.
1: Wow, that's awesome. Well, factory stock drivers, if you race, I know there's a ton of them that race deep south, and a ton of them that race, why not? Uh, of, course, of course, why not? It's racing this weekend, but there's a lot of factory stock drivers out there. Y'all come race the swamp this weekend, Tri-County Speedway. Come show them some love, because, look... Factory stocks and pure stocks are awesome, and I think they'll be on a good show for y'all. I uh,
2: I agree with you, dude. Uh, I think sometimes some of the best days in the night is the stock car classes. That's right.
1: And and you know they put on they put on just as good a show as supers or anybody else. You know.
2: That's right. Oh, uh, it's like I told somebody one time. We were sitting there talking about the stock car classes, and I quoted Steve Francis on this, which I know he's retired now. He's the uh, tech director and competition director for uh, World of Outlaws. But he said that in all his years of traveling up and down the road, it was really hard to beat a good street stock race or stock car racing in general. And to that point, I kind of feel like, you know, uh, I think the factory stock pure stock racing is even better than the street stock racing nowadays, to be honest. All right.
1: Ain't no doubt. I I agree with that. And it's it's so much cheaper because, in my opinion, Crate, crate Racing USA are, well, really just street stocks in general. Street stocks have got out of hand. you got thirty and $40,000 cars, and then your little guy
2: can't compete. <clears throat> I, I, I'm hearing rumblings, uh, and a lot of people are, about letting them have kind of even more in that street stock deal. And I honestly don't believe this. That comes to pass. They let them have a quick change we're in in the future. If they give them the 604, like you're hearing the rumblings about, I think that's going to make factory stock deal even bigger, to be honest with you, because I think people's going to be at a point then where, you know, what do you do? Um, I don't got so much money invested in my car, but am I going to be able to afford these changes? You know what I'm saying? And, and people don't want to park yes. up and go home and they kind of need a place to go too. so I, I really think the factory stock especially here in our part of the world, is poised to grow the most over the next two or three seasons, really?
1: It ain't no doubt, because I even seen the post. I can't remember. It was the Northeast Street Stock Series, one of the Street Stock Series, because I follow thousands of dirt track pages on Facebook. It was one of those series said they're letting them run the 4-9-inch. Of course, Crate Racing USA hadn't gone to that, thank goodness. And I know it's easier to change gears what whatnot. But, it, I mean, it's like several of my friends are saying, say, well, you might as well just put a late model body over it if you're just going to do that and call it a late model.
2: Uh, oh, God, yeah. It, the quick change is bad news, I think. And uh, I ain't no wise man, but I've been racing a long time and got several friends. Well, I mean, this is all world. This is what we do. You know, this is who we talk to and who we hang out with. And on paper, I mean, you just, you're kind of leaving the guy if you've got a quick change end, it's kind of like how it used to be in, it, in commodified racing when they had the full floater houses, and then they started letting the quick changes come over several years back. You eventually saw those guys that didn't convert part of those cars that had the 9 rear ends up. Because on paper, whether it's ever faster or not, you got to have the perception in the rule book that it's equal. If it looks on paper like it can be faster or better, that alone sometimes will keep people from filming, in my opinion. You know, nobody wants to show up I think.
1: Oh, I agree. And, you know, like, like for instance, my buddy Richard Ford used to run Speedway Video Productions. Uh, I met him several years ago. I think it was at the rescheduled East Alabama National 100, my only time I've ever been there. And he was talking about that class they run up here at East Alabama called the Road Warriors. And basically, the Road Warriors used to be what our bomber class is down this way. And then he said where he lives, I forgot where exactly he lives, but in his state they had that class, Rogue Warriors. So they started out as just a regular old bomber class. Well, then drivers started complaining, well, I want this, I want that. And then eventually they gave it to them, and then they said, well, we want more money. And said, no, 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 we done gave you what you wanted. Now you asking for this and that. Then it just destroyed the class and ruined it to where it just got too expensive. And, of course, I think East Alabama still runs that class. But the street stocks are pretty much at that point, and I I hope Crate Racing USA does not put that 9-inch in there. I mean, I'm no race car driver, but just listening to experts like you, because, I mean, you've been racing since Bobby Dick was a sardine, so I know
2: you... (laughs) The guy told me today, he was making a joke, and he said, man, you're my only hope. I said, if I'm your only hope, you are in a bind. Uh, But I'm, I'm, I'm... I we you know, we experienced that here too, the 602 sportsman class, what it is right now is actually a grunt more than what the first crate light models in this area were. I'm going to show my age now, but 20 years ago, when they first come around here, like 2004, you know, 2003, uh, they were 602s, uh, non-adjustable shocks, and you have one tire and we all complained we wanted a 604, so they gave us a 604, and then we wanted canister shots, and we wanted bumps, and we wanted stack springs, and when it all shook out and got down to it, um, and you've seen a decline in those cars in this area now, uh, this year. But one of the biggest drawbacks to that class is, is it's spent. And it's like I told a friend of mine, I, I'm part of the problem. I mean, we've got nobody to blame, but ourselves as drivers, we wanted more and more, and that's what we got, and we catch a little fact from time to time but uh you know we may clarify some things in the bomber rule book this year but as a whole we don't anticipate changes there going in the next season uh, you know maybe a few clarifications in pure stock but as a whole you know no major changes and i think that's kind of where we got to get to we can address things to make them cost you know efficient and. To maybe make a help of parts availability, I think all that's probably on tap for Tristock in the next couple of years between us and all the local tracks. But I think yes. as a whole, we've got to step up and say, hey, man, we can't keep spending money. Even if it does look faster, in some instances, you I mean, there's instances where you can say, yes, but there's really a lot where you got to say, no, Jared, or you won't have a class.
1: That's right. And so so something that that I'm going to speak on on that as an aspect uh-huh. I wish all the local tracks would get on the same rules, especially bombers, because you guys started the bombers, y'all are the innovators of the bombers, and I know tracks all across the u s have had their bomber classes, but y'all are the ones that started them from South Alabama all the way down to Florida, and if everybody got on the same rules, like for instance, I hear that uh, you know some tracks you know run a forty four twelve carburetor on the bombers and I, I just think that if every track got on the exact same rules. Your cars wouldn't be forced to just stick to one track. They could all go wherever. And if the bombers all stick together, they could run Tri-County, Deep South, Southern, uh, Northwest Florida, you know, no problems. And and then it won't get too expensive and get out of hand because, you know, your average redneck can only spend so much on their car, you know what I'm saying?
2: That's right. I think we lose uh, track of that sometimes if we're not careful. One thing that I try to be aware of when we're putting stuff together, rules, packages, schedules, we have to we have to keep cost at the forefront. Uh, what is it going to cost the guy to get here? Because most race car drivers I know, uh, we're all working class folks. We've got kids. You know what I'm saying? You've got families. Uh, even if you're an older fellow, you've got grandkids. You've got responsibilities in life. you got to balance those in the budget against the racing. And um, if you get – to where you're spending too much money, mama might make you sell the thing and get a boat, uh, <laughs> but I, I really, I really do think to your point, I think, I think we're closer to that goal than we were say three years ago in terms of getting everybody on the same page. Uh, I don't want to talk out of turn They They had a long talk, but my dad and Tom mm-hmm. had a pretty good uh phone conversation this evening talking about the future, That's great. which way things are mm-hmm. headed. Um. And really and truly, man, I really think all tracks would benefit from us uh, making the decision not to run any more than about four or five classes a night. Uh, because there's, oh, yes. there's enough to do that. And then you get the fan back out of there at ten thirty, eleven o'clock. That's huge. Yes.
1: And to be honest with you, this is just my opinion. I, I wouldn't care if you run 10 classes. I'll stay there till the 2 o'clock in the morning. Because, I mean, I just, no, I I just love it. dirt track I racing that, that much. I
2: do but too. I see I do your too. point
1: because... The average fan is going, wow, that's just too many classes. And then if you got, uh, like I watched when when Tom went live on Southern's page for that driver's meeting they had, and I I watched that whole entire thing, and I noticed how, you know, a lot of people say, well, you got too many classes that look alike. And that's like when I went to East Alabama Motor Speedway for that National 100, they had six classes of late models. Holy cow crap, Batman the average fan did not know the difference between the supers the the super late uh, the the step below that and you had 604s, 02s and but I think it's good, you know, to to have a minimum of, you know, at least five classes and give people a good show and not too many.
2: I agree, I agree with you. I think uh, I think 3 stock car classes, two late model classes tops. Uh I think that's about I think that's about all you need. Um Yes. I do, I'm like you. If there's 10 or 15 classes, I'm going to stay for the ninth over. I love racing. Uh, but, you know, there's so much more competing with the fans' attention now than there was 10 years ago. <clears throat> That's right. For the most part, Like you said, uh, a fan who's not well-versed in the sport, and there's nothing wrong with being that fan, but, you know, a casual fan, he doesn't necessarily know the difference maybe between factory stock and pure stock, or the difference between 602 and 604. And really and truly, the diehards are going to be there, but you're almost to a point where you feel like the diehards are, are kind of fading away, and you have to attract oh, that yes. casual more than you did a decade ago.
1: Yes, come up, come up with new, innovative advertising, anything to bring them in there. And you know, uh, these. Uh, another thing that that drives me crazy is when the when the main feature race is over. The fans leave in droves, but then you got the super-duper fans who really love racing. They stay there and watch every single class. And sadly, so many classes get the shaft because the fans leave early because the, cause the main event or whatever. So I encourage the fans to stay and watch the other classes that race after that big race because you never know. Most of the time, they put on the best show of the night, like Stingers or Bombers or whatever, you know.
2: But yeah, I watched, a, <clears throat> I watched a stream the other night on Flow Race and um, Super Late Model Race, and uh, it was a couple weeks ago, but when that Super Late Model Race was over, they still had you know modified, they still had, I think, 602s and like a, it was in the Midwest, and a stock car class, maybe something similar like Inca I stock, but they didn't show any of that. And I was kind of disappointed. Like, I uh, man, it was great to watch the 30 lap late model race, but I wanted to see the other races too. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, I kind of thought about what you're talking about there. On that stream deal, they didn't even give us the option. They just cut it off. And I was sitting there thinking, you know, there might have been a heck of a stock car race about to come on. Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> I, I agree with you. Pretty wide. We'll never
1: get to see it. Exactly. That that drives me crazy. I've been watching, watching these streams, and I used to have, Lucas Oil Racing TV, which I find super, super awesome. And then it was M- MAV TV. And then, sadly, Flow merged with them. That's a long story on my end on that. But uh, that, that they would do that, you know, uh, a lot of races. Of course, now, like you said, with Flow, they do that. And I I think there's so many other good classes of racing. You know, film them, you know, or show them, because people want to get their money's worth, you know.
2: That's right. That's right.
1: And, uh, so is there any, uh, anything like, all right. So you want to talk about the food y'all have the concessions,
2: anything like that? I know one thing It's good. If you can look at me, you'll know I ain't lying. It is good. Uh, <clears throat> I probably should have been a little more selective <laughs> about what I was eating during the night through the year. Cause the holidays <laughs> done got got and all that weight. I was going to lose. I didn't lose. Uh, but no, they, butt fries are a personal faith, really hard to eat and race at the same time. I know guys that do that, they'll eat them during a the race night, and I can't. I can eat them after the night's over, but I can't eat mm-hmm. them, you know, pre- That's a wad of food. Swamp fries are good. Of course, <laughs> they've got the baseball cake, soft serve ice cream. Um, and if you don't mind me uh, sharing this, you've probably seen this on Facebook, but Legacy Championship Night, November 5th, uh, every admission ticket, gets a free t-shirt a free Chai county steel t-shirt really? so oh yeah yeah
1: that's that's cool as grits because that is that is cool because what racetrack does that i've never heard of a racetrack doing that that is like red R for redneck off for racing that's cool
2: if you're real smart you just get it not wear it and give it to somebody as a christmas present
1: oh yeah hey
2: free advertising <laughs> that's right that's right re-gifts the max but yeah that <clears throat> and then, of course, that night, there's uh, 2000 to win Factory Stock Pure Stock Challenge, $100 to start that race. And then uh, the six oh two of two late models are the marquee race of the night. They're 2500 to win, uh, 150 to start. And they'll have a 40-lap feature. Factory Stop Pure Stock will have a 35-lap feature. Iron Horse and Bomber are racing for $1,000. Wow, that's awesome. So, so I'm talk talk about the Jared, I, if I if I lost you, my brother-in-law would come down here on his side to side, like to run me over.
1: Jeez, wow! You got
2: to put you him in timeout, Parker Bell. Yeah, he oh yeah. yeah. Bell?
1: <laughs> Look, how, he does me, he man. need to be in a race car this weekend?
2: <laughs> I don't know if he ever needed to be, but he is.
1: <laughs> he, he don't know, but one seed, Jared That's fast. <laughs> so. Is there is there uh, any other details you want to share about the legacy, talk about how it got started, like all the races you combined, like the Buddy Crenshaw Rumble and the Joe Wallace?
2: Well, yeah, that is. That's a good point. That's how it got started. Uh, year one, we uh, we did a memorial race for Joe Wallace. Uh, unfortunately, <clears throat> one of my good friends, Josh Huss, uh, his father died in a terrible accident. Uh, a few more friends of ours that raced locally. Um, right before that race was getting ready to get run, and that was kind of the springboard for us. How do we honor everybody? And we chose the name, of the Legacy championship. And then in keeping that tradition with Mister Buddy, uh, we de- we decided to add some some you know some some not just not just a memorial race, but something to honor both the living and the departed in the racing community. Um, and over the years, our ring of, our legacy ring of honor inductees have been uh, Larry Boutwell. Uh, Who before, you know, everybody knows Sean and in 58 now, but back in the day, that 58 was the territory of Larry Batwood himself. Uh, You know, uh, Mark Clifton, he's drove that number 11 car for a very long time. Uh, One of my personal racing heroes, Shep Lucas, another hero of mine. Um, Larry Lambeth, who really, I think, for my part, was one of the first guys around here who really got for the stars and went out and made a name for himself from our area. Uh, today's world, it's really, I think, I'm not going to say easier, but your name can get out there faster. And what the you know Hunter Brompton <laughs> guys have done is incredible. But really and truly, Larry, a lot of people don't know this, but that one half of Tampa was the crown jewel of Dirt Lake Model Series. Uh, Larry Lambeth, Nick Lambeth's dad, won two of those races. Uh, and had wow. A success, went to Eldora. Yeah. Uh, so he's on there. Um, my Uncle Danny Higdon, he's on there. Uh, We've got uh we've got two inductees this year that a lot of folks know. Frank Wilson in that sawmill special. Orange number seventy two, that thing's been making laps for a long time. There's always seems like there's always been a car with a seventy two on the door, uh in my lifetime oh,
3: yeah.
2: racing around here. Yes, yes. And then uh Steve White, long time racing supporter, car owner, driver, uh championship and and winning owner <clears> and driver. Um Notably had a lot of success with his nephew, Ricky Haugen, driving for him in the mid-2000s. Um, so those, that's oh, our yeah. two inductees this year.
1: That is so cool. I collect race t-shirts. And I, I didn't get to make the Joe Wallace Dirt invitational or get a shirt. But I did get to make the uh, Buddy Crenshaw rumble. <coughs> and I have that t-shirt. I collect t-shirts from every race I go to just about if I got the funds. And and whenever I get me a house and I get me a man cave, I'm going to have all kind of racing T-shirts everywhere. But that is one of my guys, the Buddy Crenshaw Rumble. And that was a cool race. I met Mr. Buddy that night for the first time. He's legendary in building carburetors and whatnot. And so uh, that was awesome. And so do you all have any sponsors you want to
2: shout out for the season? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Of course, numero uno would be uh, advanced environmental recycling. Our day job, without it, Tri-County Speedway would not exist. It funds everything that happens at that little crazy circle. Um, All-star equipment is going in sales. And uh, we really want to thank Johnson Ford for coming on board this year and making that Mod Mania series what it was. Uh, They're located over in Atmore, Alabama. High-volume Ford dealership, good people. Uh, But they they really are the ones who stepped up big and made that Mod Mania deal happen. Um, And their final points race is next weekend, if you can believe it. I think there's like a three or four-point margin between – these positions in the top five. It's insane. It's really close and the last race is gonna decide payout positions for some people. So definitely couldn't have done that without sales. That is cool.
1: So be sure and go by uh Johnson Ford and buy you a Ford. And then also if you have any recycling needs or need any equipment, contact Isaiah Advanced Environmental Recycling in your new business.
2: Uh all star equipment rental and sales, yeah.
1: There you well, go, All-Star please. Equipment Rental on the sale. Dude, I appreciate
2: and you be having sure- me on,
1: dude. <laughs> yes, and, uh, and be sure and go like all their Facebook pages. Uh, go down to the swamp this weekend or the next three weekends, whenever it is. And I I may be there for the uh, championship race. I hope I am because I, I may have something else going on with the fuel register. But if I'm there, I'm going to film the races. And if anybody races track, county speedway and you want to see all the feature races i filmed this year join the supporters page you just click our main page southern dirt track report scroll down to you see the word groups or or slide over swipe over till you see groups and you'll see our group and it's 499 a month anybody joins and you get to see feature races and bonus content that we don't post on our main regular page so we want to thank isaiah for coming on and uh of course, I know how Isaiah and his mom work. They put God first. That's how they're able to, you know, get this awesome racing in. So thanks for coming
2: on. Man, I appreciate you having me, Jared. Holler at me when you're down this way, man.
1: Okay, I will. Thank you. We'll see you later. Bye, buddy. Cool. All right. That was Isaiah Day. So we're kind of uh, moving along in the show. We have Jonathan Smith. Uh, he is next. And then we have Shannon Martin driver so let's get jonathan smith on here uh in the l88 machine so all right so we have what's up jonathan how's it going
3: oh not much how's it going man
1: man it i'm doing dang near skippy oh yeah i can hear you just clear uh, oh all right i'm a I'm as excited as a pet kid at a buffet line on Valentine's Day to get get to some more racing. <laughs>
3: yeah, me too. We one more day closer.
1: One more day closer. So, so tell us about what tracks you race at, what class what classes you race.
3: Oh, uh, I race the UMP modified, or at Pike County it's the UHRA modified. I mainly run at Pike County. I ran at Hattiesburg a few times. And, uh, I've only been doing it for two seasons now. This is my second season.
1: And tell us about your enduro car and your enduro racing.
3: Oh, man, that's my favorite. Oh, I can't wait for December 31st.
1: Man, the Shady Brady Wing 200. So, look, I went to the Shady Brady Wing 200 last year, and I got to meet Johnson, and he had that. Oh, uh, The Buick, was a Buick LeSabre, wasn't it? It
3: was a Buick LeSabre.
1: Yeah, Buick LeSabre V6. And that was the funnest race I've ever been to. And I've been to hundreds and hundreds and probably a thousand dirt track races, if I had to guess, in my last seven, eight years in dirt track racing. And I'm telling you, that was the funnest race. I wanted to get a car, but I didn't have the funds. But to watch Johnson race, that was cool as grits, man. And... Like He finished seconds behind Spencer Hughes, the big, super late-mile driver of the Lucasville late-mile dirt series, and Jonathan was passing cars left and right. So tell us about that race.
3: That was the most fun I've ever had. Um, I, w- I wasn't expecting to do that great, actually. I didn't even know when the race was over. I honestly had no idea I was in second place. I was just out there having a ball, man. It was awesome. Cause look, and, oh, Pike you pass. Too, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, Pike County Speedway just started a beater race class. They're gonna do once a month, and that's just as fun as an enduro race. So I got second place in that race too with a little Thunderbird.
1: That is cool. Cause I watched you. I watched you pass. One of the racing legends in dirt track racing. I watched you pass Randy Boyd up there at Why Not, and if you pass Randy Boyd, it don't matter what car you in. You're doing something when you pass him because he is a legend at Why Not. So to see you pass him, that was cool.
3: Yeah, I was told the same thing by a few other people. That was my first time to ever get on Why Not to get on the track, and we was going back. Wow,
1: to- <laughs> wasn't that cool? <laughs>
3: It was, man. And then the rain I, I can't came can't and, and it. Yeah, the rain oh, came man. and definitely made them last five or six laps. Very interesting. I think I went the whole race without maybe one dent in the car. And them last few laps with that rain, man, it was, uh, the car got beat up pretty good.
1: Wow, that that was wild. So so tell us where you at in points and the modified.
3: Well, the. Uh, New owner or the guy that's leasing the track, the new management over Pike. When well, he took over, they just did away with the points. But I was in like sixth or fifth place in points when that happened. I'd set out several races mid-season. I'd actually decided to sell my race car, and uh, I just couldn't do it. I didn't have sponsors. And I want to give a shout out to Brian Bex with Brian's Homes out of uh, Ponchatoula, Louisiana. He had messaged me saying my car was for sale and asked me why I was selling. I told him I just didn't have sponsors and didn't really know how to get sponsors. He said, keep your car. He would sponsor me, and he would help me find sponsors. He's really come on board and helped me out a lot. I really want to give him a shout-out. If it wasn't for him, like I said, I was selling my car. I decided I was going to hang it up for a while, but... This past weekend, I got third place, first top three finish, One across the field. That's awesome. Was 40 pounds, too light. So I got a DQ oh, for my sucks. first time. But I got the old car coming nothing. around pretty good. It, it was my fault. Made a rookie mistake, forgot to add an extra fuel. So I ran out of fuel pretty much right after the race was over. Was oh,
1: man. That sucks. So – so your sponsor you just mentioned talk about his business what he does.
3: He uh he he does landscaping and uh, he does home repair, home remodeling, security camera installs. Um, he's really good with <laughs> landscaping and fire beds. I actually went last week and worked with him some, and I had a few days off from work, seeing some of the stuff he does, and he's really good. And he goes, I'm pretty That's... sure he goes anywhere to do work so
1: that's awesome so does he have a Facebook for his business
3: I'm not sure if he does or not honestly I don't think he does but his name is Brian Bix (laughs) alright
1: so look up Brian Bix awesome and you have any other sponsors you want to shout out
3: Yes, he also brought on Vision Quest Communications out of Covington, Louisiana. They're a huge net retailer. They really stepped up and helped me out the rest of this season. I hope they come on board next season. And I also want to give a shout-out to Mark Herbert, Mark Allen Herbert, or Dr. Mark Allen Herbert. He's a veterinarian in Monticello. If it wasn't for him, I couldn't do it. That's awesome. He's one of my mentors. I actually watched him race when I was a kid.
1: Wow, that's awesome! If you need any good internet, hit them up HughesNet, uh, satellite internet. And of course, if you need any uh, need to take your vet, uh, your dog, or cat to a good vet. Hit up Mark.
3: That's right.
1: <clears throat> well, that's cool. So, how many more races you got left at Pike County?
3: Oh, uh, they're talking like they may race through December. We don't have a definite answer on that, but I think they are going to go through November. I actually messaged Joshua O'Neill. he's the one that's leasing it now, and he's doing a really good job with it. Since he took over, we've been getting out of there at 10.30, 11 o'clock every night. Races are over, and he's running seven classes.
1: Wow, that is awesome. Uh,
3: they're that having another feeder cool. race November 5th. The sprint cars are actually going to be in Pike County this weekend.
1: Oh, cool! That'll be fun. So that's the hurricane area super sprints.
3: Yes, I believe so. Wow,
1: that is awesome. Well, that will be fun. I hope I hope you win a race because, you. I mean, I, I see your post all the time on Facebook and 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 uh, we talk all the time. Jonathan's a good friend, and I tell you, I really want to see him win so bad. If it's anybody that really deserves to win a UMP race, that's Jonathan because. He busts his butt, and like he said, he, he had his car for sale. And thank thank the Lord up above. God's great because he found you a sponsor. So that was really cool.
3: Yes, it really was. It was a blessing.
1: Well, that's awesome. So is there anybody else you want to shout out?
3: Uh, I got to give a shout out to Ricky Head, Sr. He's helped me with car setups over the phone. Other than
1: that, that's it. That's awesome. All right. Well, we want to thank you for coming on the show, and uh, if you want to keep listening, we have two more guests. But uh, uh, thanks, Jonathan, for coming on the show. You rock. All
3: right. Thank you for having me, man. All
1: right. We'll see you later.
3: All right.
1: All right, cool. So that was Jonathan Smith, my buddy. Uh, I've only got to meet him once, but we talk all the time on Facebook. I met him with why not at that big race, uh the Shady Brady Wing two hundred, so I'm excited about that race. Alright, so our next guest is we have Shannon Martin and let's see. I believe we got Shannon Martin on the line. Let's see. Uh let's see. Hello there. We got Shannon on the line.
0: Yeah, I'm here.
1: What's going on, Shannon? How you doing?
0: I uh, had to take a break from the powder puff game. Come come talk with you for a little bit.
1: Well that's cool. So how'd that go?
0: Uh, they are in the third
1: quarter and my daughter is a senior
0: and they are behind right now six to
1: nothing. Oh. Well, maybe they'll come back and uh, beat them.
0: I I hope so. I hope so.
1: Well, that's They're cool. having fun, well, though. Uh, that's the
0: best part about it.
1: That's the best part about it. And I know yeah. she loves watching you race, too. Uh,
0: well, she works in the pit cafe, so she, she don't get to watch me much. She catches me every
1: once in a while. So, uh, Oh, that's cool. Well, uh, so, so tell yes. us about the class you run and what you think about it and the track. Um, well,
0: I run in the, uh, new lake model class, the Iron Horse Lake Model Series class. And, um, it's like stock engine, uh, with a two barrel carburetor. Uh, we run a D55 on the right rear, um, adjustable shock and, uh, a very competitive class right now. Um we've picked up a few cars just about every weekend, um and it makes for some really good racing. Um I, I started about three races in. I run six oh four for a little while and um uh that class is tough, six oh four is tough. But I, I like the Iron Horse class. It's uh it's fun. It's real fun.
1: It's affordable and anybody can get in an Iron Horse light model and shoot. I, from what I hear, y'all have about 13, 14 cars ready to go just about to fill the of class.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, just sometimes a lot of guys are working and they can't make it, but um, I, I think we're going to have quite a few this weekend. I think everybody's going to be able to make it this weekend.
1: That's great, man. I know Jamie, I talked with him earlier, and, and I hope Jamie's listening to the podcast. He races against you, and you and him have been duking it out, especially Joshua and of course David Wyndham. y'all been duking it out all season. It's been a great season
0: yeah been racing with all
1: of them and it's fun it's i like i like i
0: like racing with people i don't it's fun it's uh it makes it worthwhile you know
1: that's right and of course uh yep. when you go to tri county once you once you fight off those big monster mosquitoes, you get to watch some awesome racing.
0: Oh yes, sir. I I actually uh help prep the track. Uh I do the the I do mainly the watering and uh try to keep it good and
1: uh
0: wet and put the right amount of water on there for some good racing and uh everybody every class puts on a show. They racing all over the racetrack. There it's not it's not bottom feeding or, you know, it's not one groove. I mean there is cars top to bottom. Top to bottom every weekend, and it's it it uh makes you feel good that you you, you prep that track just right, to be able to allow those race car drivers to to be able to race like they do.
1: Amen, and I'll tell you, I'm gonna be honest with you. My number one pet peeve is going to a racetrack. And drivers are only racing the bottom. It's like, look, quit being scared and race the top too. There's the middle. What's the point in having a whole racetrack <laughs> if you ain't gonna race it? Like I that, say that. that all the time. Yeah, like, and I, yeah, you
3: know,
1: I mean, I mean, what should I, I mean? I, ha- I know, uh,
0: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, no, no. Go ahead. What, what's your thoughts on that?
0: Oh, I, I was gonna say I, I don't like that freight train. I don't like that train racing. I, I want I want some side by side. I want some, uh, you know, uh, passing and some and some slingshotting. I want, I want some. I, I like racing. I like everybody to be able to get out there and and work their way to the front.
1: That's right. And you know, I ain't gonna lie. I get I get super mad about that when it's just one groove and I and and it's. And there's been several tracks I go to, and it just, just so happens there's a one-groove racetrack. I get so mad. and I, It's like I'm watching TV and start yelling at the TV or something. It's like, dead gummit, <laughs> race the top. God, that drives me crazy. Yeah, it's like, quit being scared, you pansy. You know, I, <laughs> but right. one thing I, I noticed <laughs> about Tri-County that last race, you had it going on because they was racing top, bottom, middle, and actually the top side was one of the fastest sides of the track last weekend.
0: It was good. It was real good.
1: Um, I mean, uh, or, well, not last weekend, but the weekend before that when I was there. Yeah, that was. I was very impressed, and y'all do a good job of that because, like, if 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 you go to a racetrack and all you see is people race to the bottom, that's no fun. Fans get bored, you know.
0: <clears throat> uh, we we do it so we can put on a show. We 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 know what we want, and we know uh how we want to race we want to be able to just go top bottom we want a good smooth surface we want uh we don't want it to eat our tires up so we, we prep it and we and we put it where everybody has the opportunity to make a good lap race hard race for the win don't try not tear their equipment up and save them on their tires i mean tires ain't cheap right. and it's and it's hard to get oh them. no hard to get tires
1: tires like Tires are so expensive now, man, man. They're hiring draft ears, and you know how tall a draft is. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah. and, 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 you know, Hoosier, uh, and i even seen a tire. I don't know if you've looked it up, but I, I do a lot of research on stuff. I looked up a brand of tire, and I don't know if you've heard of it, but they make racing parts. It's a company called Southwest Speed Racing Tire. You ever heard of those?
0: No, no, sir, I haven't.
1: Okay, I'll have to send you the link, but uh, I looked them up a while back. South Southwest Speed makes a lot of racing parts for dirt track cars, asphalt, drag racing, uh, a lot of circle track stuff. And they also make a dirt racing tire. And it would be perfect for the pure stock, but sadly, they only make it in a 26, and most of your pure stocks race a 27 or a 27.5. And I called them and asked yeah. them one day because I was I was curious. And I said, hey, what would it take for y'all to make a, because, you know, Hoosiers are having problems getting tires. you got uh American racer. And I asked them, I said, what would it take to make a 27? Because there's a lot of cars in the south that race that tire. And they told me, they said, well, if we got a big enough demand for it, we would have to make a mold uh, just for that tire, and then we could make them. I think it would be awesome to give right. other people other options because when Hoosier runs out or, or American Racer runs out, at least you'll have another option, you know, kind of like tower City. Right, right. So so where are you looking I, I, at? I, it's you? I, it
0: might come to that. I don't know. I, uh, you never know. But hopefully it, the tire problem gets handled and settled
1: and uh, it will keep too. everybody racing. I I do too because yes. cause they got they got enough material. They Hoosiers, like, of course, they they corner the market in racing tires, so they should be enough. Of course, you got thousands of racetracks out there, but they should have enough supply oh, yeah. and demand to meet, you know, the racetracks. <clears throat> so yep. so how are you looking at points?
0: Well, actually, right now I'm I'm two points off on Josh. Um, I think this is our final points weekend, and to win the points, I gotta, I gotta, I can't let him finish no more than than one spot ahead of me. If he, if he's, I gotta finish behind him to win. Uh, if I finish too far back, I'll tie with him, and he's got more wins than I got, so he'll probably get the the, the championship. So, um, hoping I can have a good weekend. Uh, I was doing good last weekend, and. Uh, Josh got by me for the win, kinda kinda knocked the wind out of my field, but we all right. We we was having fun. I, I just I was having fun and and uh we're gonna race again this weekend. We're gonna race we got three more races and uh we're gonna go have some fun. And,
1: you know, one thing I really enjoyed when I saw you win that night when you beat Jamie and them, uh, that one night for your first win, they was telling me I think it was somebody told me, maybe Jamie told me, that was your first win since 2009, is that correct?
0: I think it's 2005. I got uh, my first year in 602 at Flominton Speedway. <coughs> uh, my very first late model 602 race, I won the feature. Um, wow. Uh, and then uh, I, I, I competed hard and, and you know, I good finishing spots, top five. Box mostly, uh, never got another win till the other weekend. Which, um, I it, it's fun to win. You know, you get to hold the trophy and the checkered flag. But I, I like having fun. I just want to get out there and make laps. Uh, if, 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 if we didn't have to win, just get out there and make laps. That's that's what I like doing. I just it's like you're uh, that's awesome.
1: Yep. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah, that was so cool because, you know, of course Jamie Jamie lives down the road from me, maybe five minutes, and I was I was pulling for him. Right. But when you won that when you won that night, I was like, man, this is so cool because they said he hasn't won in years, and to see the you was grinning like a possum in victory lane. That was cool. I mean, to see pe- people that excited when they win, you know.
0: Oh yeah, it's 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 exciting to win.
1: It's
0: it's a uh, it's, it's something else.
1: Because you know what gets me is these people that win, and they're just like, there's no excitement, there's no thrill. There's like, eh, it's just another win. But but like when you won, I love seeing that excitement. Like if, and I plan on getting a race car in the future. And when I get one, it don't matter if I win a thousand like Scott Bloomquist, I'm gonna be just as excited as I won the first one.
0: Oh yeah, because
1: it shows it, it shows I... emotion. The fans love it.
0: That's right. I'll be excited any time I win. I'll be just as excited. I, I get that excited if I win a heat race. Uh, it, it don't matter if <laughs> cool. it's a heat race or feature, man. I'm excited. I'm having a good time.
1: Well, that's like that's like yep. me with car shows. I I've entered a lot of car shows over the years my little green truck, and I've won 14, 15 trophies and I just I get as excited as that fat kid at a buffet line on Valentine's Day. It don't matter, you know. <laughs> there you go. There you I go. I mean, because cause when you think about it, Valentine's Day is the busiest day of the year for restaurants, and you can just imagine this fat kid pushing people out the way, my food, my food. <laughs> <laughs> so is there any yeah, sponsors like you want to shout out?
0: <laughs> uh, well... Um, I picked up one, a new one this year, uh, but my main one's been Advanced Recycling. That's who I work for. That's a, a family business. I work for my brother. And uh, Isaiah's my boss, too. Um, advanced Recycling, um, All-Star Rental on Sales, um, TSL Trucking, Iron Horse Trucking. Um, and then I picked up the new one, uh, Hardcore Towing out of Crestview. Um we opened up a new uh scrapyard in Baker. It's actually Milligan community type thing, but uh the b address is Baker, Florida, but uh they was a, they a customer of mine and and uh they come on board and uh got them on the car and uh and that's 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 all that's we got right there is them them few sponsors.
1: So if you need any good towing, give them a call. Oh yeah, yeah, they'll
0: they'll hook you right up.
1: That's cool. All right, is there anybody else you want to shout out that that's helped you throughout the season?
0: Um, everybody helps out. You know, my brother Isaiah helps me. My son helps me. He races. Josh, he 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 gigs me, so he helps me. He makes me want to race harder. Um, <laughs> you know, my entire family. Everybody helps out. Everybody does does their part and and. Uh, Makes it what it is.
1: Well, I tell you what, I'll make a bet with you, and I don't like betting. I think betting's stupid, but I'll make a bet with you on that Iron Horse race since y'all are so close in the points. uh, I got twenty bucks. Somebody wins.
0: You got twenty bucks. Somebody
1: wins. Yes. (laughs) Who's gonna win? uh, You know what? That's
0: gonna win. Ain't that right? Yes,
1: right. And I also got twenty bucks. Somebody (laughs) loses. If somebody will take me up on that.
0: (laughs) There you go. Now, is is Jamie yeah. coming this weekend?
1: Yes. He said he is unless something changes. Good. So hopefully good. he's good. I, I, I like racing like with I, him. he's he's been he's been racing, uh, kinda like Isaiah has. He's been racing since Moby Dick was a sardine. And uh nah. he's uh <laughs> he, he's excited about this class because he dropped down from a six oh two to the iron horse. And he's just as excited as you are. And and when he won that race this year, he was, he was he was doing just like you did, oh, grinding like possum. So
0: I know he was. I know he was.
1: And and I sure he's hated awesome. to miss that race. That was that one race I missed.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: Well, but uh, but yeah, I want to thank you for coming on the show, and uh, we'll yeah, catch you later.
0: Yeah, no I enjoyed it.
1: Yes, sir. Talk to you later. All right. Appreciate it. Bye bye. That's cool. All right. That was Shannon Martin. So next we have Donald Parker with Hattiesburg Speedway. Uh, What is up, Mr. Donald? How you doing?
4: Oh, man, I'm doing all right. Right now I'm at my grandson's t-ball game, just watching him play some t-ball. Well,
1: that's cool. So how's he doing in t-ball?
4: They're doing really good. I think tonight's their last night for the fall fall season and uh then he kicked off on football and basketball followed right up after that. So he's full time sports.
1: That's awesome. And then maybe one day he'll get into racing, right?
4: Yeah, he's wanting to race. He's got him a little little uh mini ways, but he hasn't got to race it yet. They they've been wanting me to awesome. put it together a mini ways track, but I'm not that interested in doing that right now. I just ain't got time. Right. You know.
1: Well, that's understandable. So, so tell us about Hattiesburg Speedway. What y'all have coming up?
4: It's not this weekend. We're off this weekend because of the Fall Classic. Um, but uh, the 28th of October, we're gonna run our last season race, and uh, we're gonna award our points champions or awards that night, and we're going to do trick or treat and just have a fun night of racing. We're going to go out with a bang.
1: That's awesome. Well, well, Hattiesburg Speedway is the place to be, so that will be y'all's last race of the season?
4: Last race of the season, yes, sir.
1: Well, I want to encourage everybody to support Hattiesburg, and I really... I thought really highly of what T.J. Pratt did, and I thought that was so cool that he raised all that money and got people to donate. And I also thought it was super cool to see y'all on the news. That was cool, putting Hattiesburg on the map.
4: Yes, sir, we've tried and tried and tried to get our local news to to come out and support us and add us to their sports uh Network, you know, as far as telling results on this and that, but they flat refuse to do it. I mean, not not will we may come, we might can come. They just refuse to do it. In fact, I was That's told crazy. the other day, I was told the other day that our local news team is forbidden to cover any sports but football right now. So I said, well, you can have it but the only reason they come out and covered our track that day is because it was a negative uh news and they they come to anything negative so i'm not you know they came out and did a story but only because you know they they thought it was something negative that's the only reason they showed up
1: that's stupid man that 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 gripes my butt to hear that because That's stupid, man. To me, racing is better than football, and I noticed this time of year, people like your fan counts dwindle. Like when I was at Tri-County the other night, it was not nowhere near full, and that makes me so mad to see that. I said, well, I guess a stupid football game is more important than racing, and I understand people like football. Everybody likes their own sport, but...
4: Just past Saturday night, we run the sprint cars, and I was expecting a bigger crowd for Saturday night than Friday night. But in return, our, our crowd was bigger Friday night than Saturday night. And I, I was unaware that we had Southern homecoming, but the way this town covers football, they shut down the whole street for the for the Southern football homecoming. But wow. as far as us we have we had racers there from all over the country Saturday night, and nobody even had us for to even covered it so we we put on a show whether they they knew about it or not, but uh that's the way it's been since we've been there, and that's I guess it's the way it's gonna be but well but i I think it's so I'm gonna tell you this too um I went out last week putting out flyers about the race. <clears throat> I went to AutoZone, I went to O'Reilly's, and I went to Advance Auto Parts. All three Auto Parts refused to let me put any kind of flyers or brochures out of their store. But so anybody that wants to shop at AutoZone, O'Reilly's, or Advance in Hattiesburg anyway, they refuse to let me do any advertisement at their store.
1: That is stupid. <clears throat> Well, I tell you, yes, sir? I tell you what, like like where I live, we have a little small mm-hmm. auto parts store, B and H parts. It's an Apple store, a family run store, and they'll like if if they they they'll let me advertise a race. I can put it on the door, or whatever. If they don't mind. They tape it to the doors, advertising because they know me. And I wish more places were mm-hmm. like that. that would let you do stuff like that. Because it makes me not want to do business with somebody, especially a big conglomerate place like Advance or any, anybody like that. You
4: know? Well, as far as me, if I unless I absolutely have to have it, I buy out of town. I buy all my stuff off for of Rock Auto. If I have to buy parts, mm-hmm. I just refuse to. I refuse to shop in my local town. Cause they don't. They don't support our racetrack.
1: That's sad, man. You would think that more businesses would support. I mean, look, it's stu- it's stupid not to do that because, first of all, you got Advance O'Reilly. So they sell auto parts. What better way mm-hmm. to advertise auto parts at a racetrack that has race cars? What idiot would yeah. not want to advertise? Because, I mean, think of the car parts they could sell just by somebody saying, oh, Advance bars are them. Well, let me go buy something from Advance, you know.
4: Yes, sir. But it's not just the parts houses here in Hattiesburg. I've had all these car dealerships that I've been to. I've been to Chevrolet. I've been to Ford. I've been to Kia. Um, I've been to Toyota. Every one of them has turned us down cold turkey. So when me and my wife bought a new truck, we drove to Jackson, Mississippi, and bought a brand-new Ford. I refused to buy anything local.
1: Wow. I don't blame you. That's I'm, sad. I'm,
4: I'm pretty damn old.
1: And, you know, um, the the times I've been to Hattiesburg Speedway, I enjoyed it. I've been two times. Both races were awesome. The food's awesome. And the best thing I remember <laughs> is oh, when I got that roasted corn from you up there, when you went to Night and had your roasted corn booth, that is the best corn I've ever had in my life.
4: I, I had it this past weekend at our track, and that was the highlight of the whole weekend was the roasted corn.
1: I'm telling Which you, that roasted awesome. corn, look, it, it tastes so good, it makes me want to slap my whole family and my cousins.
4: <laughs> 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 well, I, I didn't hardly see a race all weekend long, because I was running my corn roaster, because couldn't ever find nobody to work it, so I worked it myself, me and my wife Saturday night, so we didn't get to watch any races, but... But we had a good time Mingling with the crowd I love I love Dealing with people And uh You can hear All kind of stories As people come up To buy air That's awesome
1: well, Tell us the history Of Hattiesburg yes.
4: Well Me and my wife's Had it for 10 years And uh Guys We'll We'll have it Another 10 years I hope I've lived that long But uh I don't have no plans of giving it up. Um, if we can't make it in car racing, we're gonna make it there with something, um, whether it's car racing or something else. But we we plan on staying around for a while.
1: That's awesome. But, uh, so, so what year was it opened?
4: Uh, nineteen seventy
1: eight. Really? Wow. They that's been a long time ago. That's awesome.
4: Yes, sir. Um. But we're looking forward to next year. i think we're ending up this weekend, next coming weekend. And, uh, you know, we, we we put a new sandwich in our concession this last couple of weeks, and it's become a huge hit. We uh, sell pork chop sandwiches now, and that has become a big hit for us with our pork chop sandwiches.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Have you come up with a name for your sandwich?
2: Pork chop
4: sandwich is all I know. If you got a name, we're interested in hearing.
1: <laughs> well, look, I, you could you could talk the Donald Parker special, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that or maybe maybe like in the
4: Burger special. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but I've kind of been looking looking for a signature burger since we've been there. I always wanted bologna sandwiches, but I just. Never got the bologna sandwich in there like I wanted. But after pricing it, I ruled against it because it's it's too expensive. It is outrageous what they want for bologna.
1: Oh, I bet it is.
4: Yeah. They're wanting $7 a pound for bologna. My
1: goodness, that's high.
4: You can buy steak nearly
1: for that. Wow. Yep.
4: But, um... We put a lot of pride in our concession, you know, and uh, we keep our prices affordable so people can come there. Because we race on Friday night and a lot of people come straight from work, so we want them to be able to come there and eat instead of having to stop somewhere else and get something on the way. We try to keep the food prices affordable and good enough that they want to eat once they get
1: there. Well, that's awesome. And, you know, it's... It's affordable prices up there, and and from what I can tell, everybody loves going to Hattiesburg.
4: We had a girl come sell pasta racetrack this weekend. She's been having it for the past year, wanting wanting us to get her, her pasta to sell. And what it is, mm-hmm. is, pasta in the shape of sprint cars. And now she's oh. got a pasta in the shape of modified. She's from California and she heard we had this two-day race coming up she came down to sell a pasta and show it off and as she got ready to leave she come and you know thanked us for letting us letting her set up ma and, and giving us some pasta to keep you know to uh try out and uh-huh. said, i just wanted to tell you she said, i've been to a lot of tracks over the country throughout the country and she said this is probably the most fun i've had at a racetrack ever she said no. The hospitality and the atmosphere in is,
1: is, is
4: she's never seen nothing like it, she said.
1: Wow, that is awesome. I i bet it that was is, pretty good.
4: Yeah, that means a lot to me for people that come and say that. And uh, since Friday, Saturday night's race, I've been ahead of person message from Pennsylvania. Just planning a trip coming down next april and want to know if they can stay at the track and come to the races and they're planning their vacation they've heard all about us and they want to come to a race but
1: uh
4: every time i hear a story like that it just makes me feel good
1: wow that is awesome so so tell us about the pasta like like how did she cook it
4: Uh, it's just regular pasta, like you'd make macaroni and cheese, or or you could put it in anything, but she designed this pasta herself, and uh, it looks just like a sprint car.
1: That is awesome. That is cool. I've never heard of that.
4: (laughs) Yes, sir. I'll try to take some pictures of it and send it to you. I mean, it, it looks just like little miniature sprint cars.
1: Yeah, do that because I ain't gonna lie, man. You making me hungry just hear about that.
4: <laughs> yes, sir. It's, it's, uh, it's meat looking stuff, man. And uh, but so, by, so Friday night was probably one of the times I've ever really been able to hang out in the grandstands. And I just had the best time mingling with the fans. Well,
1: that's great, and you know, from what I can tell is you've been in this a long time and you know, uh, you know backwards and forwards of uh, racing and you're one of those, you're you're pretty much a legend in the dirt track racing community. Everybody knows Donald Parker. They know he's a great guy. He's got a great racetrack, you know.
4: Well, I, I want to thank that anyway. You know, um, I I have done a lot, mm-hmm. lot in racing. You know, since I've been since I've been born. You know, and, uh, I hope you know it continues on for a lot more years.
1: Oh, exactly. And so, do you have any sponsors you want to shout out, or anybody you want to thank?
4: Well, we've only got one third sponsor period, and that's called uh, Newt's Fish Camp, and if you're ever in Hattiesburg and you're looking for a place to eat, you can never go wrong at Newt's Catfish. It's just about a mile through the woods from my racetrack, and they got some of the best food you'll ever find.
1: Ooh. Next time I come to Hattiesburg, I, remind me, and I'm going to go there, and I'm going to try the catfish, because look, if it tastes so good and make me slap my grandma, that's what I want to know.
4: Well, they got they got any kind of fish, catfish. They got royal rich boiled shrimp. They got fried shrimp. They got fried oysters. They got grilled fish. They got catfish. They got stuffed crabs. They got boiled crabs. They got steaks. They got one of the best steaks you'll ever eat. I mean, they got wow some, some of the best food you'll ever eat.
1: That is awesome. So... um oh you want to uh i know ernie you got ernie you got ron southern you got so many track officials there everybody's just great people especially ron i think highly of ron southern he's done a lot for me and ron's a super super great guy and and i don't know if he's listening but i want to thank ron for everything he's done for me and he's one of the best announcers you will ever meet
4: (laughs) yes sir he's good and uh We got a young guy just started helping co-announce with Ron about two, three weeks ago. And let me tell you, this kid is talented. Really? You're going to hear about him because he's that good.
1: Oh, okay. He's
4: been going in field doing pit reports. uh, We've got him doing interviews with all the winners. And then we have a wreck. He's on scene doing reports with the wreck talking to the guy, you know, see what happened and see what he what his thoughts is, just like NASCAR. I mean, it, it's awesome.
1: That is awesome. That's exactly what y'all needed up there.
4: Yes, sir. Yep. Well, we've always been short-staffed, and uh, this guy just, just happened up on us. And well, what it was years ago, he was... <clears throat> we used to do honorary uh youth youth announcers and he was one of the youth announcers one night and uh, a couple of weeks ago Ron had a, a prior engagement first night he's ever missed the races since he been announced us and he wow. came and asked me if I, if I mind if I, he brought this kid in i said no i don't mind at all if you got confidence in him i got confidence in him and, Man, he has took off. He is, that is really good. Awesome.
1: So what is it? Mm, so
4: uh Larry Denmark.
1: Larry Denmark, okay, cool.
4: And uh not only do we uh we 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 develop race car champions, we, we also I hope in the future grow announcers and and, and little Because... You know, every week we have a different honorary flagman start the feature races every weekend.
1: And, you know, that's one thing that I noticed, that, that, that second race I went up there, I was very impressed. I was like, man, that's cool. Of course, Ernie is the best flagman in the South. And then mm-hmm. to have an honorary flagman up there, that's the it gets the kids involved. Then they go to school and tell their kids, their friends, and they say, hey, look what I got to do. You know,
4: mm-hmm. And this year, we started giving all the honorary flagmen a little T-shirt, you know, with their, with their own little logo on it. I I'm the, I was an honorary flagman for Hatterstreet Speedway. And uh, that's pretty that cool for them to the take home with them. So we're really family-oriented, my... and I love doing things for the kids. <clears throat> that's the reason this that weekend. That is awesome. The 28th, I keep saying this weekend, but we're off this weekend. But, I mean, next weekend, get more forward to that race than any race that I've ever put on in my life. I just I just want it to be a fun, fun night for everybody.
1: Oh, that's cool. And something, something my advice to these kids, hold on to that T-shirt. Wear it proudly, but hold on to it because later on down the road, you, you can, you know, put it in a picture frame or, or show it off to your kids in the future and say, "Hey, this is what I did one time." You know, it's a valuable treasure, in my opinion. Hold on to that shirt.
4: Oh yeah, I've got I've got racing shirts from from way way back. In fact, we was <clears throat> doing some work at my mama's house here last month or so, trying to get her a, a bathroom rigged up where she can start using it. And, taking her shower because she can't get in her bathtub no more but we found some old old shirts that she hand made when my daddy raced and uh, just wow. a lot of odd men little stuff like that from, uh, from when we were kids. Jackets that shirts. Cool. You know back then they just took and hand painted the, the racing shirts that they had. They didn't have printed shirts like we got today.
1: Those are valuable. That's rare to hear about that.
4: And in the meantime, I found some old, some of my racing jackets, like when I was IMCA track champions. I got track champion jackets and plaques and different things like that. That uh, I told my wife, I said, what I'd like to do instead of them just hanging in the closet where nobody can see them or nothing. You know, I built my addition on the front of my concession stand a couple years ago, and I want to take some of my stuff and hang up in there and just let people see it and enjoy it versus just it hidden away in a closet.
1: Oh, that's a cool idea. I ain't going to lie. That's really cool.
4: You know, I've got some of my racing gloves, my fire suits, and my helmets and stuff that fans has never really been up and close and personal with nothing like that, you know? It may not mean nothing to a racer, but to a fan, it may mean everything.
1: Oh, exactly. That's cool. I love old racing memorabilia, anything. So how many races have you won?
4: Oh, God, I don't have a clue how many races I've won. But over the years, I think I've I've won 15 track championships over the years. Wow. Wow.
1: So in other words, you're so good you could race it backwards blindfolded and win the race.
4: Maybe used to I could, but I don't know about today's <laughs> time. But uh, I, used to, I heard you talking about the National 100 a while ago, and I won the National 100 in one year. I went up there and in, uh, in the modifieds. And, uh, that is awesome. If, if That's nobody's a big race. ever been to the. If you've never been to the National 100, that should be on every dirt tracker's bucket list.
1: Oh, my goodness. The year I went, it was rescheduled. And they said it was rescheduled because it rained earlier that year. And I, I got fortunate to go, and it was a several-hour drive. And then I went there, and I was like, man, this is huge. And they said, oh, this ain't nothing. You just wait until the weekend. They're not rained out. And there's thousands of people there. And it. I thought it was big when I went. I, I said, "No, that ain't nothing." <laughs>
4: I've been there before, and there'd be 500 plus race cars there. Wow! And uh, that, that is, is a lot of cars. cars. And probably 2,500 four wheelers. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen oh. you've never seen no you know so many four wheelers on a racetrack in your know, life because you go to the National 100.
1: Well, look, th- this is this is my suggestion to them. They need an ATV sponsor, or somebody that uh, like an ATV dealership, and they need to set up in the pit somewhere, and sell ATV parts because that's a lot of folders. They could rack.
4: <laughs> I was up there one year and they, they, on a weekly race, and uh, they always doing something in a mission up there, and they they got where they were running full wheeler races, and man, that was as big as the car races
1: really i bet that was, was fun it, it, it was big
4: yeah and all of that was they did in an, an intermission and
1: uh wow
4: but, but i took ernie up there with me one year with his modified and and uh he run good up there and he had an asphalt modified and we converted it run some dirt with it i run the, the second year i went he outrun me in,
2: and, and his
4: car with my motor in it and uh, he run third and I run fourth and that, wow that's that awesome. really impressive for him to be able to run as good as he did with a it was a true asphalt modified
1: wow that yeah. is cool and, <clears throat> and well, well, let me say
4: you can't build an economy engine and compete well this motor was a 80 bore 350. And I was running I was running a four twelve and he strapped it on us with a with a eighty over three fifty flat top piston motor.
1: That is awesome. <clears throat> well, let me ask you this. Uh one of the things I was and I, I haven't really heard you say, but uh the legend class, how are y'all doing with that? Are y'all still racing them any or? I'm,
4: I was actually on the phone today. I'm still working on trying to get some tires for them. We will be running them, somehow, shape, or form. If I have to get wheelbarrow tires for them next year, we're going to run
1: Oh, that's awesome, man. I, I want to see them run because down here in South Alabama, we run the vintage class, which is basically 30s and 40s Ford and Chevy hot rod cars, you know, that's my favorite class, but I would love to see the see the legend cars run on dirt. That would be awesome.
4: <laughs> man, if you wasn't at our track just there tonight, you missed a heck of a show. Um, I've had I've had spectators come up to me this past weekend at a car show they've ever seen there, and I said, well, man, that's sad because we've had some really good sprint car shows here in the past, but this weekend, they say, it was probably one of the best shows they've seen.
1: Really? Do you remember who won?
4: Dale Howard won both nights.
1: Oh, Dale Howard. Okay, yeah, he's got the. uh Doesn't he have the Scooby Doo car?
4: No, his brother does. He, he's got a. Oh, brother his brother does. Okay. Or a cousin. Yeah. His name is Ronnie Howard. They's a That's of right. the race.
1: Okay. Awesome. That's cool. But. Uh, well, you know. Pete Walton and that USCS Sprint Car Series, they put on a phenomenal show everywhere they go. And I i, I enjoy talking to Mr. Pete. He's cool, too.
4: Yes, sir. I'm, he's invited me to go with him in January. They, they're putting on a, a big race in, in Volusia County Speedway this year for Speed Weeks. And uh-huh. uh, I'm going to go down there and help him out that weekend. I'm looking forward to that.
1: That is awesome. That will be. That, that's going to be a fun race. <laughs> me and
4: Steve has re- become really good friends, and he respects me really a lot, and I respect him a lot. We we talk nearly on a weekly basis, sharing ideas, and uh, it means a lot to me with somebody with his his clout that even listen to me, what I got to say.
1: So, what year did he start the USCS Sprint Cars?
4: I think he started it in 96 or 97.
1: Wow, yeah, that's, that was many, many moons ago. Yeah, and
4: he he raced himself up until then, sprint cars.
1: Wow, that is awesome.
4: He used to run around with a guy named Hooker Hood. I don't know if you know that name, but he was well-known in sprint car racing. Um, wow. He's Samuel's. Hooker Hood, and, uh, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. Sammy Swindell and, and, and
2: uh, Terry
4: Gray is brother-in-laws. Um,
1: wow, that's some big names.
4: Yes, sir, and we've got some big names that come to Hattiesburg and race now. Um,
1: I, bet, I bet Tony Stewart's something. been there.
4: Yeah, he's been there a time or two.
1: That's cool. Well, uh, I'm looks lo- like we're getting towards. To,
4: I'm looking for him to come back here in the near future.
1: I would love to meet Tony Stewart. They say he's a good guy, but they say you don't want to, you don't want to try to talk to him when he's getting ready to get in the car or during the uh, like intervention or whatever. They said he's one of those people. That he's just in that mindset. And he's got to race. He's focused on that. And some people say he comes rude. off as rude, but.
4: He's focused on what what his job is. And once the races is over, he'll sign autographs. And
1: he'll tell yeah, and,
4: and He says, I'll, I'll, I'll sign autographs once my race is
1: over. That's awesome. And, you know, that's one thing I've always heard about him is he'll sign autographs. And, you know, a lot of these drivers won't do that. They won't get out there and meet the fans, you know. And to me, that's just kind of rude if you don't do that with the fans. But I like that he does that. But he's so focused, lot, you are not bug him because...
4: You know, some people don't like him because they say he's, he's got an attitude. But let me tell you the kind of person Tony really is. My wife works for home health, and she had a patient that had terminal cancer. And uh, <laughs> she didn't know how long she had left to live. And, and she, this patient found out my wife had the racetrack. And... Uh, she didn't know Tony Stewart as a racer. She just knew Tony Stewart as a person. She said, I sure would like to meet Tony Stewart. And my wife says, really? She said, well, you know, he's been on our racetrack before and race And she said, really? She said, I would love to get out there and meet him next time he comes. Well, her health got really bad. And uh, I got in touch with Pete Walton, and, and uh, he got in touch with Tony. And we got him this woman's phone number, and I wanted you to know he called this woman and talked to her in person, the one on one on the telephone, just because she she said she wanted to meet him. And he sent her some shirts and hats and everything. And before she died, she she got to talk to Tony and got got some of his souvenir stuff. So
1: that wow, that's that, an awesome story.
4: In fact, the last time that he come race, she was supposed to come meet him, and she was just too sick to get to the track. And
1: oh man, I hate but, to hear that. But
4: she did get to talk to him on the phone, and he
1: gave her his
4: give her his phone number and said, "Anytime you want to talk, the phone up, and give me a call." And
1: wow, that is that, so cool. That's,
4: that's the kind of person Tony Stewart
1: is. Wow. That is awesome. That's a great story. I, I appreciate you sharing that. That is cool. Tony, that just goes to show you even more what a guy he is.
4: Yes, sir. He is a great guy.
1: And
2: and it, it looks, they looks like are, uh, you know,
4: but, uh, when they're at the race track, it, they got a lot of pressure on
1: them. That's cool. And it looks like we're getting towards the end of the show, so I want to thank you for calling in. And uh, is there anybody else you want to thank before we get off?
4: Well, I'd like to thank my wife. She's my biggest, biggest worker at the track. Me and her. <laughs> and, uh, that's awesome. You know, and by, by, that's about all I can. I, I really can think, you know, other than other than my wife, because. We're just about the crew, me and her.
1: Well, it, well, if anybody wants to sponsor Hattiesburg Speedway, please do. If you want to donate money to help Hattiesburg Speedway keep them from closing the doors, please do. And then also reach out to TJ Pratt for the GoFundMe. And any sponsors out there, if you want to sponsor Mr. Donald, please do. Sponsor that racetrack.
4: You know, I, You get me started talking, it's hard to shut me up, but I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, a lot of people think, you know, at race night, I just, you know, a-hole, but I got a lot on my mind on race nights, but I'm usually a pretty good person to talk to if you get to know me.
1: Well, I will will say firsthand that the uh, the second time I met you, I met you at Why Not, and you come up to me, he's like, "Oh, is this the famous Jared Hudson uh, that uh, that goes live all the time?" And yee ye or whatever he said. And I was like, "Yeah." Oh, yeah. And then we talk. We and me and you talked a long time about the fuel arrester about fuel safety in race cars. And I thought I was like, "Man, Donald Parker." And from what I know, Donald Parker's a super, super great guy. He's 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 God's gift to racing. So I mean. You ain't gonna find no no better person than Donald Parker at the racetrack.
4: No, sir. Like you said, I've done a little bit of everything in racing, from building race cars professionally to racing Uh to to uh, mentoring drivers. But uh, you know, I, I love to help people, but I only help people that's willing to be helped. And once you don't want to accept my help, then, then I'm kind of done with you.
1: That's right. I agree with that. Well, we want to thank you for calling in and uh, tune in next week.
4: Yes, sir. And the biggest thing I wanted to do was let you know about next weekend's breaks, and that, that, that'll that be our last race of the face. All
1: right. Well, thanks for calling in. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. All right, y'all, that was Donald Parker, and I guess we're getting towards the end of the show. It's almost nine. Ooh, I didn't realize we had talked so long. That's longer than normal. Sorry about that, but, hey, Donald Parker's a great guy to talk to. He's smart. He's knowledgeable. So, yeah, that was great. I want to thank all the guests, Isaiah Day, uh, Shannon Martin, uh, Jonathan Smith for coming on. And, Miss Donald, I got to see that picture of that pasta. That is cool as grits right there. That is Redditor for Redneck Pasta in the shape of a sprint car, and a modified. I'd have to try that out. I'd have to try some kind of macaroni dish with it or something. That sounds awesome. Well, uh, I want to thank the 110 Nation Sports, Chris Creighton, Taz Taylor, and all uh, Lee and uh, Craig Moore and all the guys, uh, and of course uh, Artie all of our sponsors. I don't have a sponsor list in front of me, or I'd read them off. But I think Artie's at a concert tonight. And he did tune in and listen, so shout out to Artie. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Y'all share this show. Let us know what you think of the show. To be honest with you, I don't know who listens to this show unless they tell me. And of course, you know, the 110 Nation sports guys, the ones I just listed, they have the stats, and they'll give us the stats, but I like I, I like to know stuff like that to see how many people listen and tune in. So let Artie know what you think of the show, what a good job he's doing. Uh, I think Artie was finally able to get his car fixed. Uh, he's still got some problems with his car, but it's it's not overheating anymore. Thank the Lord. So y'all pray for Artie. Pray that he gets some changes in his life soon because, oh, uh, Artie is a good dude, man. He's a really good friend of mine. He needs all the help he can get. Uh, And before we get off, I want to tell everybody to go find you a good church home to go to on Sunday because God's blessed me. Without God, I got nothing. I got all kinds of stories of how God has answered prayers. Uh, He's answered a lot of prayers for me. I've been going through a lot of health problems here lately. Uh, But just overweight and a whole bunch of issues with that. So y'all keep praying for me, but God's working because I'm seeing results. I'm losing weight. I feel awesome, Get better. So appreciate y'all tuning in. And that is the end of the show. And we're going to hit you out with the favorite TV show, Dukes of Hazard theme song. See y'all later.
3: Never mean it no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curves. Flapping the hills. Someday the mountain might get 'em, them, but the law never will. We- Step into the world of power, loyalty.